This is Confessions of a Closet Romantic, a podcast where I talk about my favorite TV shows, movies, books, and how much I love them. I'm going to talk about them without shame, mostly. I have loved these stories my whole life. It started when my grandma gave me some Harlequin romances. I think this is a pretty common story. I think I was around 16. Oh, I love those stories so much. I was totally hooked. I mean, they were sweet and super positive. I would sit under the street lamp in front of my house with my best friend on summer nights after supper, and we would read parts aloud to each other. Oh, gosh. We were so innocent. Then I fell in love with the movie The Philadelphia Story. Oh, I'm a plumber's daughter from a blue-collar city in the Midwest, so technically I had nothing in common with haughty Catherine Hepburn or teak-tan, chin-dimpled, cosmopolitan Cary Grant, but he became my first screen crush, and I had a crush on Catherine, too. I mean, he was the height of wit and sophistication and my dream date for years, and to this day, if I'm honest. I think I can say conservatively in my lifetime, I've seen that movie 40 times. And the spell never breaks for me. If you've never seen it, it's basically a story about a haughty, wealthy, privileged woman and how she transforms herself into a kinder, more loving human being with the help of a few relationships. Cary Grant plays her ex-husband, also wealthy and privileged, But he's discovered his loving and grounded side after overcoming a drinking problem. Catherine Hepburn plays his haughty ex-wife. You can just imagine her, right? She tosses that gorgeous red hair over her shoulder. Or is it Auburn? Hard to tell. She's always been super judgmental about his flaws. Actually defects in anyone. And when he crashes her house on the eve of her second wedding, it sets off the plot because they seem to despise each other. Enemies to friends trope. I love it. But deep down, we realize he's still in love with her. And now that he's been to rehab, it's not enough that they get back together. He also wants her to break through that shallow high society facade and become her best self too. She tries to convince herself that her second husband is as cool as her first, but come on. Gradually, she realizes she's been rigid and judgmental and basically a jerk to the people who mean the most to her. My 16-year-old pain-in-the-butt self can really relate. My family spoke fluent smartass. An acid sardonic wit is fun to listen to, but not fun to live with. Eventually, Catherine gains the awareness she needs to deserve the devoted love of Cary Grant the second time around. I think I will always look for stuff like this wherever I can find it. Stories about relationships, connections, full of love and appreciation. So far they haven't made me stupid or detached from reality. It's funny, men can read fantasy novels and still determine the difference between fiction and reality but somehow women are in a delusional bubble when they do the same thing. I got sick of feeling ashamed for enjoying what makes me feel good and inspired, so I tried to figure out where is that feeling coming from? And that's how I found Dangerous Books for Girls by romance writer Maya Rodale. 
It's about the history of romantic fiction and why, even though romance has been one of the most popular literary genres for centuries, there's still so much shame and snark around it. She thinks it's because romance stories describe a life where women have worth and confidence and get support for their choices. Ugh, can't have that. But we all need it, even if we find it in stories first. Maybe life later. Romantic tropes are a soft old robe. We know we can feel safe in these stories. I grew up in a house where my mom screamed all the time. So tropes about love and positive connection, people expressing feelings just comfort me. And in the stress of the pandemic, I started looking for books and movies and shows that cheer me up and inspire me in this way. Epic stories, lush romances in costume, anything set in the past. They help me feel connected, even if I don't feel that way in life. Hey, as the song goes, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing there's just too little of. So I'm going to keep talking about romantic stories that are about women, usually by women. Sincere, open-hearted stories about strong women making interesting choices. They remind me of my mom, my romance-loving friends, and my better self. So I'm going to keep looking for those happy endings, stories about the pleasures of women or all the ways they can transform themselves. We're not harming anyone by loving romance. And we're helping ourselves. I can trust myself to determine the difference between fantasy and reality. It's okay to love this stuff. It's okay to fall in love with romantic stories and feel so moved that you never want to leave their worlds. I think romance helps us reconnect with our abandoned hearts. So I think it's the perfect time to release the closet romantic. Cue sweeping music. Okay, today in the phone confessional, I'm going to be talking about Mr. Malcolm's List by Suzanne Elaine. Oh, what a delightful story. Very tropey, but tropes are just a tool. I have no problem with the trope making the signpost for me, telling me what kind of delightful story this is going to be and where it's going to go. But what's so cool about this story is that midway through, she kind of throws another trope into it. And I, my confession was about how ridiculous the noises I was making. Like, I don't know, it just like so delighted me that the story was making a slight turn and going in a different direction. Okay, so the overall plot is there is a guy, he's kind of like a Mr. Darcy. He's aristocratic, he's rich, he's good looking. And of course, he must be in want of a wife. And so the story starts off fairly predictably, but then you discover through one of his best friends that he actually has a list, like many women do. Let's just cop to that, you know. She must be this, she must be that. A lot of his stuff on the list is about character, which I admire. Not just she's got to be pretty, she's got to be this. But the fact that he has a list and this woman... <laughs> is rejected because of failing an item on the list is the catalyst for the plot. And it is really good. I mean, anytime a woman takes things into her own hands and is like, oh, you thought you'd humiliate and reject me? I think not. That is going to be a good story. So that's how the whole shebang starts. 
There's something really beautiful about the male characters in this book, which I found in Sanditon, the TV program, which I will talk about later. But um, this book to me was so delightful. It's sad that the pandemic is probably going to delay the movie a little bit or the whatever it's going to be, TV miniseries. But the reason I found this book at all is because there's a trailer uh, for this miniseries. And apparently in the Outlander Facebook page that I'm on, we'll get to that later too, um, Sam Hewen, who plays the delicious, delightful Jamie Fraser in Outlander, is going to be in this movie. And I'm trying to figure out which one. Okay, so I just highly recommend if you can find this book especially I got mine from audible especially audiobook I just devoured it like you know sometimes you just devour them in like a day and that's sort of what happened on this one but it was so beautifully brought to life by the narrator that I felt like I was watching a tv miniseries it was just a real I don't want to say guilty pleasure because there's no guilt about it but there was something just really fun, and I just kept wanting to get back to this story. So anyway, that's my confession this week, squealing out loud. Thank God I wasn't reading this book with earbuds in public, because I was being ridiculous, and the dog and cat didn't care. Yeah, anyway, highly recommend it. Hey, if I can do it, you can. I would love to feature your confessions about your romantic obsessions. So just confess on your phone, record a voice memo, click share, and email to confessionsofaclosetromantic at gmail.com. I cannot wait to hear your obsessions. Bless me, Father, I have sinned. I have rewound that discovery of witch's kiss about 49 times. <laughs>